Hello and welcome to the Geeks Friday the 13th Retrospective Podcast presented by WeAreTessellate.com where every Monday and every Friday we'll be covering a new instalment in the classic horror franchise. Warning, this podcast contains strong language and spoilers throughout. Geeks! Geeks! Beautiful. Oh, good. Like hello, hello and welcome to our last <laughs> Friday the 13th podcast retrospective. Uh, we've gone through all 12 iterations now of Jason oh Voorhees God. and we've arrived uh, at the end where we are now going to spend about an hour chatting over this series as a whole. Um, we won't go into depth on each film if you want to do that and then go back to our previous podcast as part of this. Go, go on. back. Just turn back. <laughs> go back. <laughs> Go on iTunes, type in Geeks, type in Tessellate, you can get the whole thing and subscribe. We've got some other ones coming out as well. Joining me today for the end of this voyage, as always, Justin Mariconda. You're all doomed! <laughs> Katie Watson. Hey. I can tell you've had your pie and your chicken. I know. Yeah. <laughs> You're well like fed. I also have up. this unnamed energy drink, which is <laughs> delicious. You um, came in today and I could see like the, the drainingness in both oh, of yeah. us reflected. So we just went and got some food. Filled up. We're ready. We're ready. ready. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. Katie, are you ready? So ready. Ready. I'm ready. I'm, I'm excited. Um, yeah, Izzy's, Izzy's very ready. So we've gone all the way from Crystal Lake through to a mental hospital, back to Crystal Lake, through to somewhere else around Crystal Lake, <clears throat> a boat, Manhattan, to space. Space. Well, all over the place. I don't even we know where Nine takes place. from Crystal Lake to space to Earth 2. To Earth 2. Oh, yeah. To Elm Street. And then to back to Crystal Lake again. Yeah, to another Well, sort of. Intergalactic, yeah. planetary. To, that's the song about Jason. <laughs> to virtual reality? Yep. Done it all. He's done it all. He gets around. What has it not done is the real question. He would have a great Facebook page. Yeah. We should make him <laughs> We up. should make it. <laughs> we be, should totally do I'm it. I'm sure someone must have done it. Jason. I don't know, man. If they haven't, we should totally do we it. Should, we, we should, should make a bucket up. list It'd be for so him. funny. You just want it. You know when you get the memories come up of a year ago, you were doing this. It's just a picture of him like hacking into <laughs> <laughs> pieces. Dude, He's like, we oh, should do that. That was good. Yeah. That was good. Right, we that's what we're doing after this. Um... So we're going to talk about a whole bunch of stuff on this podcast, just about a whole series, um, just to refresh people's memories. Before we came into this, I was the Friday the 13th alumni, I'd seen the whole series a bunch of times, um, and was a fan of the character and the world, but not of the films necessarily, even though I enjoyed them. I never thought yeah. any of them were as good as, say, Halloween 1 or Nightmare on Elm Street 1. Uh, oh, I didn't know that about you. You know, I thought you were like, wow. these are the best, love everything about them. No, I knew that Jason was your favorite, but... We'll go. Well, you yeah, we'll get into that more later. The because yeah. I've got some new feelings about the whole thing, oh. which I'm finding interesting. Oh, uh, a whole new feeling. Tease, a little tease. Justin, you were completely new, weren't you? Just yeah, new from I pop was, culture. I was a fan of Crystal Lake. You know, it was a nice campground. Um, you like canoeing? Great, yeah, canoeing. They had great uh, activities. So yeah, but other than that, I had no idea what Friday the Thirteenth was. Uh, I mean, I knew the hockey guy. Mm-hmm. But then I mistaken him for the pale guy with the knife, but oh, Michael Myers, because he puts a hockey skate in someone's face. So I was like, oh yeah, hockey guy. Oh, and Katie, you were kind of, uh, I guess you would have been with Justin was a couple of years ago, but unfortunately from. I'd never <laughs> seen any of these. Yeah, I came to them new with me. I'm but yeah, your through you, was. I became a little bit more aware of you know the characters, premise, 
that sort of thing. Okay. But yeah, this was my inauguration into actually sitting down and watching any of the films all the way through. <clears throat> so that's what it's going to be interesting because we get like very three different perspectives of the whole thing as a whole. Has it affected you as a horror series? Has it affected you with interest in other things like this? Whether, you know, you're completely mm-hmm. done or not. But we'll get to all that stuff uh, later on. Um, so what we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the final girls of yes. Friday the 13th. We're going to talk about Jason, of course, the actors and the designs. We're going to talk about death scenes. Um, we're going to talk at the end about placing the entire series in order for each of us of best to worst or worst to best, whichever way you want to Space do. Jason. Is that it? It's like your best favorite. And worst. Best and worst. <laughs> best and worst. It has it all. It's like a well-written piece of uh, theatrical amusement. It's, all... it's like the Odyssey. It's like the Odyssey. Yeah. <laughs> but not. I hope, like my mom, I hope my mom's not listening oh, to the podcast. Just broke her radio it's like, it's or like whatever. It's like the Odyssey, <laughs> but not. You owe Al's mom a new laptop because yeah. she just threw hers against her <laughs> wall. So let's start then, because before we get into the minutiae of stuff, I don't want to give away anything. So don't like give away necessarily your favorites or your low points or anything like oh, that. Oh, darn it. Um, <laughs> but, but let's just get in really quickly like we've had a, so we, for people who don't know a little uh, behind the curtains we recorded these and we've taken a little bit of time away from them so we get some perspective before we do this one and forgetfulness forgetfulness <laughs> yeah, yeah you know which one's really yeah. hung in there that's, which one's yeah. that's all that matters yeah that's yeah. true um but just in broad sweeps katie like what were your overall and we'll get it like i say into more depth at the very end of this podcast on you know where your favorites fit in and stuff but how do you feel about the series now like having been through the whole journey and taking some time away from it um honestly it was with because i went back even today and i was watching some like recap videos and things to refresh my memory and it was there were still i was there was no way for the most part me looking at these videos and thinking like oh that one was terrible oh yeah i hated that one it was all like oh yeah that was awesome and then like oh yeah that girl did this and i really enjoyed this part and then look how badass jason was here and then yeah there were definitely low points in the series but all in all i i really enjoyed it and it was really cool to kind of watch them back to back and marathon it that way because you were very integrated into the evolution of the series and you kind of saw you know, from the beginning to the end, obviously, but then you, you saw the way that different directors handled things. You saw the way that different, um, production houses handled things. And so you kind of got to see Jason evolve through a lot of different people's visions and it was really cool. You know, you got to see the progression of the bra, which Justin was very excited about. (laughs) So you got to see like, the lack of the bra has happened through the decades. You got to see the whole thing happen. And so I think that that was kind of cool because a lot of times you're just going to have like a regurgitation of the same film over and over and over again. And this one, it's definitely like it uses the time frame that it was made in and the people that were involved in the making of it to its advantages. So Mm -hmm. you kind of saw it almost like as a little baby and you got to see it like kind of grow into something. And even from the beginning, I would have never thought that it ended up where it did end up, for better or for worse. You couldn't guess from Pamela Voorhees that it ended up with Jason X. No. Oh, I saw it. Once once it went to, you know, once he put that mask on, I was like, this guy's going to space. (laughs) That guy's going to go. That guy's going places. That's what I thought. But that's cool because that shows, like, people got excited about it and people got passionate and that came through it for you know whether i liked it or not for better or worse you got yeah, to see evolved. somebody be like wouldn't it be cool if we did this and it's like if and they didn't like, like yeah. the character that much or if they didn't like the series that much then they would have gone and put that energy into something else <laughs> so. 
Justin, your overall flavor, like, how do you feel? <clears throat> um, yeah, like, going into this, you know, whatever I was saying in the podcast before, I was an uneducated man. Now that I've <laughs> taken this master class, I've learned a lot. Um, as Katie was saying, yeah, like, there was a lot of people who worked on this because this is a pretty big franchise. And it was cool to see <clears throat> um, them just kind of go for it, whether it was would work or not. They, like made it they wanted to do one in space they wanted to do one with more supernatural they just kind of mm-hmm. went for it and people really enjoyed it um now i understand why there's like these cult followings to these horror slasher films somebody died someone just got killed by jason <laughs> you hear there, that ambulance sirens going yeah. up right now for anyone who comes. he's like somebody say my name <laughs> <laughs> um <clears throat> And, it was, and yeah, it's cool to see the development of it from like when they first started to where they go, um, incorporating the time periods that they were all made in. Um, you get to see fashion change, uh, camera techniques, uh, editing, uh, the music as well. The music totally changes throughout this yeah. series. You get to like one point where it's just like electronical, <laughs> weird rock, oh, yeah. jazz. Yeah. I don't it was weird for an opening sequence. Um, you get to see how the fire and explosion affects uh develop over the years uh, acting styles you know <laughs> that genre uh, well that's I mean that's an interesting point not to sorry hijack but yeah. do you think acting styles in horror because we talked to, uh, during the podcast about how the characters change and yeah. how that shift from oh we're back in the characters and the leads and now we're back in Jason and that gradual change to the modern horror where really characters are set up just to be annoying so that you want them to die yeah. which wasn't there at the beginning do you feel that's to do with the acting styles or like you're just saying jason jason justin <laughs> you know my name do you think do you think genuinely i mean do you think it was better acting in the beginning or worse acting in the beginning um in the beginning it's kind of hard to say because in the beginning it's like these kids who are all going to be counselors and then it switches to just like hey we're just teens doing teen stuff um so the situations dictated the acting like the first one like when they first start it's these kids that are just like, hey, we're going to be ca- uh, counselors. This is going to be fun. Like, ah, oh, I'm a nice girl coming into town just trying to make it to Crystal Lake. Shrink! <laughs> um, but, yeah, the the acting just seemed more, like, not, like, innocent. Like, it made you care a little bit more about the characters rather than, I just hope this person dies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as it went on, some of the acting was just like, we really want you to play this character type and just go way above and beyond okay. and so it like takes you out of it but it makes you really want that person to die because you're like i can't i can't listen to you so you so, think it's more the direction than the actual acting skill in terms of who's been employed for these films i it's think it's more... yeah it was like i mean this is a whole genre that's not like hey i mean it is very popular and it's and, mm-hmm. um well it's not like it was obviously the 80s yeah. you know it was a whole different and thing. yeah like the acting style in the 80s i feel like their acting style to how it is now it's it was more the very theatrical presentational mm-hmm. rather than like the first one was just like, it felt as if they wanted to just make an indie type of film. They're like, we're going to make this cause we want to make a horror film and we'll get kids that are very closer to these characters, mm-hmm. um, which made it feel more authentic. Okay. Um, and then as it got more, it was just like, <clears throat> how do we have these cool, crazy kills? We should make these characters like very larger than life. And then it switches you to going, I like Jason because he's kind of consistently the same person. He mm-hmm. just kills. He throws bodies through windows, like all he that jazz. Throw through windows. Um, yeah, it sort of starts to become more about the kill rather than the person yeah. who's being killed. And, and so, like, yeah, because I, I remember we identified about that about yeah, when this was well, really yeah. early. I think it was in three, yeah. and then by four in particular, 
and then by five you're done but yeah there was quite yeah. a quick just slide from oh we no longer care about the characters and they're yeah. purposely writing annoying characters and, i wonder yeah. if that would have been the case had they you know made the decision at the very beginning to say um was it alice the first girl i wonder if yeah. instead of kit like instead of ever bringing her back if they were to say or if they were to not kill her at the beginning and to say <laughs> So we have an adversary and we have a protagonist and we're going to keep these two battling through the entire thing. And I'm, it's curious that if you had a continuous final girl, mm-hmm. if that focus would have ever shifted to what Justin was saying, where it becomes more about Jason as opposed to the people that he's chasing after, because those people become so transient and they, from one film to the next, you don't have to keep up with them. You're only focused on one person. Yeah, I think that's why, I mean, we'll get into it with you. They don't really do it to Friday the 13th because you don't have <laughs> recurring characters very much. Right. But with Halloween and Nightmare, I think that's why people then really celebrate when Heather Langkamp comes back in Nightmare, when Jamie Lee Curtis comes right. back in Halloween films. Yeah. It's because, hey, here's the character <clears throat> we when we gave a shit more about the character than the villain. We've now had the intermediate films, which weren't very good for the most part but we cared about the villain. So then when you bring that character back in, it's really it's really interesting because, well, I'm vouching for both now. You know, mm-hmm. I'm like I'm yeah. behind both characters and I just love it anytime Michael Myers is on screen. I love it anytime Jamie Lee Curtis is on screen. Whereas, yeah, the Jason films don't really have anyone who rides through. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's always new people. But that's definitely part of the formula, particularly in the 80s, but it's definitely the slasher formula quickly developed. I found it interesting because I've been watching a lot of 80 slasher films recently that i haven't ever seen because i'm compiling a list of my favorite slashers of all time and watching some of the really important ones i just never got around to because in back when i started watching these films they just seemed too ugly and grimy and gritty mm-hmm. and then i realized like we were watching a bit of that documentary last night going to pieces uh, which is interesting made about 10 years ago about the rise and fall of slasher um films and you've seen the footage in it and it's all four by three grimy vhs yeah. you can't see stuff it looks like a snuff film mm-hmm. and as we were saying watching these films you watch these films now and that's how i felt about friday 13th when i first saw it i was like i don't want to touch it it's ugly it's grimy it feels like a snuff film and you watch them now and they're pristine they're in their widescreen formats they're in blu-ray they're remastered from 2k or 4k yeah. or whatever and they look great color and, corrected yeah color corrected mm-hmm. and it feels way cleaner and it feels yeah. and obviously you know the we've seen nastier things now that so are also not as nasty for us to watch after saw and stuff like yeah. that but it's, it just feels way more endearing and mm-hmm. way more, I don't know, like just enjoyable, I find. I find these films way more enjoyable to watch yeah. now. Um, but they <laughs> fed off each other in such an interesting way. I was, I was watching yeah, The Burning last night, which is the film. Tom Savini, who did the makeup and special effects on Friday the 13th Part 1, he didn't do Part 2. He went off to make The Burning instead, and it was made immediately. And it's really weird because it's essentially a lost Friday the 13th film. It takes place on a camp by a lake. There's a killer with a disfigured face. Um, and it's just like a Friday the 13th film, only the killer's like burnt, like like mm-hmm. Freddy. Uh, but this was before Freddy. And it's really, it was made, instigated to be made before Jason, because Jason wasn't Jason in Friday the 13th Part 1. So yeah. at the same time they were making Friday the 13th Part 2, they were making the, these different people making The Burning. And they're really on similar paths. It's really strange. But for whatever reason, The Burning made enough money, but not nowhere near as much as Friday the 13th yeah. made. Um, but you could see... <clears throat> the immediate thing of well friday 13th we've aped from halloween halloween ape from black christmas immediately friday 13th is building its character and then it's aping from the people who's starting to copycat it you know mm-hmm. straight away yeah. so as over a period of three years i think all of these filmmakers started to understand the language of what is a slasher film what do we need and a final girl 
it's one of those important things. We need a right. new final girl every time. We need yeah. someone fresh you're coming there to get on board with and to enjoy watching. And it's that balance of, well, it's empowering to women, but also guys like it because she's normally really pretty. And right. Yeah. But she never gets her boobs out. She can't be that girl. Mm-hmm. You know, she's got yeah. to stay pristine. Yeah, and you have to have that moralistic high ground at exactly. all times where yeah. she's still a little bit innocent. Um, so that brings in final girls <laughs> then. Let's talk about final girls. There were a lot of so we had. There was a final girl because I, I was going back through it and I thought maybe there was one where there wasn't a final girl and there was just a final dude. Mm-mm. Then there were a couple where it was a man and a woman, but it was always a final girl. Yeah, like always. Um, Steve, Jason. <laughs> so I printed them out here. I'm going to hold them up to the camera. If you're not <clears throat> watching this podcast, you should be. You can be, and you should be on <clears throat> YouTube. Uh, just type in "We Are Tesselate" on YouTube. <clears throat> we, we but if are, you're if you're watching, careful not to turn around. There might be Jason behind you. That's true. Probably, well, almost definitely. Uh, we are Tessellate, two S's, two L's on YouTube. You can oh, yeah. subscribe to our channel. I don't know why I always want to go. It kind of becomes that. Yeah, it's some. It varies. It morphs. Yeah. Yeah, you can watch. You can watch all of our all of our video versions of these podcasts there. So we had part one girl. I'm going to show it to you guys, and I'm going to show it to the camera. We had Alice, who's played by Adrian King. Such good hair. Yeah. Like so. Such good, like scared. Oh, I've just seen something. Oh. I've just seen something. <laughs> oh, that's how the acting was. In part two, we had Ginny, who's played Ginny. by Amy Steele, the redhead. It's a good photo. Ginny, who is actually Ginny from Harry Potter. Fact. Fact. Uh, Chris was in number three, who's played by Donna Kimmel. I don't remember. It's Dana. Dana, sorry. Dana. She's the ex. Is it really Dana? I have a friend with that who's called Donna. I wish, we'll recap that. It was uh, the one that took place in a shed for some reason. Yeah, they could, people just kept wandering into Jason's shed. Oh, yeah. that was like, I'm on vacation. That was the one with the bikers. I paid yeah. good money for the, this Airbnb. Tw- wait, wait that was out. the one with the twins? You had... Yeah, no. no this no, was no, the, the one with the twins. twins. Yeah. Part four. Four, four and three. Get kind of get Everybody gets oh, naked in four. The wheelchair. No, that's two. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Dude, I merged two, three, and four together in my mind. It's like one long camping trip. Well, that's exactly what the remake did. It took those three films and turned them into one movie. Four is the one with what's-his-face. Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I remember Trish was in part four, played by Kimberly Beck. She was one of the sluttier final girls. Yeah. Remember, yeah, she was well. running around in like a t-shirt for most of it. We had Pam, who's played by Melanie Kinnaman oh, in part five. Photo. Yeah. Do you need your trees cut? <laughs> that's what that photo says. <laughs> the landscaper. Uh, we have Megan, played by Jennifer Cook in part six. So angry. Looking. The bitchy one. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, so I have two here, because then the purposely, the one you're meant to think it is going to be, which is the camp counselor, which is Paula, played by Kerry Noonan. Oh, now you're she just throwing not, people no, in No, but here? she's not a final girl. No, But I just, dies. I'm bringing her up, because she's the one that you're meant to think is going to be the right. final girl. Um, but she's a red herring. Well, they do that a couple of times. See, part six, I still don't no, remember. No, she's very much so, because she plays by all the yeah. old Sarah You guys liked her a lot more than I liked her. I no, it's just she that was... she is the normal. She, the, dude, dude, Megan is not a final If girl. it makes you, it makes you happy, it's blended together in my mind. <laughs> so when we That's talk the about this. That's the kids in it. Six. Yeah. Oh, it's that one. Is yeah. this the one with the car? That's when he becomes zombie. Yeah, zombie yeah, yeah Jason you, lives. You see yeah. what's her face's crotch um, yeah, like, very awesome. intensely. But she's a complete cow for the whole thing. She's in no, she's no way. Know, she's oh, my least about, favorite. Wait, but this I'm is saying, a nice girl, right? This yeah. is the nice one who dies. She's not. She, you're meant to think she's going to be the final good girl. Oh, dude. I, just, I, just, I just never I, thought that this was the final girl. I always thought it was the bitchy one. I didn't like her, but I thought it was the bitchy one. They did have a little misleading. You thought she was going to survive, but yeah, you were wrong. Tina. My she was favorite. played by Law Park Lincoln from Part 7. Good hairstyle, good fringe. Yeah. yeah. Good fringe. 
Good French. Good uh, French. Good French. <laughs> we have Rennie, played by Jensen Daggett <laughs> in part eight. Uh, also known as Boat Girl, goes to Manhattan. Yeah. Boat Girl. I'm on a boat, and she does drugs. Yeah. Well, she just sits Look, in her cabin yeah. the falls. whole film. Yeah. She oh, just she cries and has a dog. Falls oh, yeah, in so the alleyway. Right at the end. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jessica, played oh, yeah, she, by she Carrie did. Keegan. None of us remember. I really don't. <laughs> to the point where I'm worried my photo is wrong. But no, she's the baby. The baby's mama. Right? No. 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 Jessica's yeah. the daughter of the mother in it. Remember? There we go. Yeah. Um, yeah anyway, clearly daughter. not going to yeah. be our favorite final girl, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. She did have a baby. Yeah, though. she had a baby. She brought oh, a baby yeah, and her yeah, yeah. and her husband was like, oh, she's the body say, here. Give the put his tongue in the baby's mouth. It was really fucked up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, we have Rowan, by, uh, who was played by Alexa Doig. Doig? I don't know how you say it. D-O-I-G. That one I don't know. From Jason X. Doig. Who's the, the main... Who, who's there from the beginning of the movie. Yeah. yeah. She's right at open scene. Yeah. We have Laurie, played by Monica Kina in Freddy vs. Jason. Laurie's cool. Yeah. Looking face. a little constipated in that photo. Yeah. And then in the remake, finally, we have Jenna, played by Danielle Panabaker, I want to say. Does that mean she's a bread baker? <laughs> Yes. But wait. Pano Baker. Oh. Baker. <laughs> wait, no. Is that the... It's the remake. Yeah, the remake. Oh, the one... She's the one that got kidnapped, right? No, no, no. Because no. that's the, other one gets the kidnapped. actual final girl. Yeah, she dies. Oh, does she? Yeah. yeah. She's she... crawling through the thing and then yeah, she remember gets... Yeah, remember, she's like, whoa, we didn't see that happening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, good point. His sister Sorry. is the one who My lives. bad. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Wow. Thank I you, remember Justin. that. Yeah. So someone else all around on me. Well, oh. someone can look them up on their phone because if they want to vote Justin just high-fived himself for those of you not watching us. He does that a lot. All yeah. right. So, so we have 12 final girls. <laughs> and only one rose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we please put Jason on The Bachelorette? <laughs> on The Bachelor? Oh, there's so many it? good t-shirts. Why is no one... Exercise. This is this is I think people are. I you haven't know, found so them. so much. I don't know where you're stuff. hiding this okay, or not so marketing it. Whitney Miller is the character okay. that is the final girl. She, played by you. Amanda Rigetti. Sounds like spaghetti. <laughs> Probably pronounced spaghetti. Yeah, she's got a really good face, too. Really she's like got a face. really nice face. <laughs> you're wondering. Yep. His energy drink is kicking in, folks. So you can thank Ellen or Danger for that. <laughs> you can thank she, Danger. <laughs> she's the one who showed me these energy drinks you can and they're thank healthy. Danger for Don't, that. I'm gonna have words with with that lady. <laughs> Don't give Justin energy drinks. Um, it's so good. So, oh my God, it's called Enlightenment. Yeah. Kill yourself. <laughs> That's terrible. I'm enlightened, like and then I have going to cafe gratitude. <laughs> All right. So. Sorry. Who was people's favorite final girl? We Should we start with the least favorite? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're ranking them? No, no, no. We just we can pick a least favorite, but we're definitely picking oh, okay. our favorite. Okay, pick our favorite first. But it's not a collective. You get to pick your own, obviously. Okay. Justin, you go first. Justin, you go first. Here's, oh. here's the files. Well, I mean, I like all the girls. You know, they all tried really hard. <laughs> Did they, though? Did they, they all survived until they I didn't. can't remember this one. Which she one was She axed them in the shed in three. She, she was literally you... like the one who got the part in his mask because there's a bikers who turn up he's then hanging from um, from the outside the shed shed. she hangs him in the shed too wait is this the one where it's like they all go and it's like steve and or like there's the van this one where he gets his mask right no that's no that's oh sorry yeah yeah that is is yeah 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 Yeah. why does she look different she looks just like that i don't know uh my favorite is going to be only because she had cool powers 
Oh, oh it's seven. Going for a Tina. Tina. Your favorite final girl is Tina. Tuda. It's only because you like to do that voice. Yeah. And also, yeah, she's got powers, man. She does have powers. She has powers. It was just ridiculous. But I'm actually. Did you like a character or her acting or just a look or what? I liked her acting. She was like really distressed and was like, no one listens to me. really good at trembling. Yeah. And just, you know, everything would just always go wrong for her. Hmm. But I'd, I'd still like the. Well, the first one too. I have. To, I don't know. I can't choose. Do you man. have a least favorite? Least favorite is gonna be. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, boat girl. Boat girl. Part eight. She's useless. She, she is so useless. Terrible. She, all of the, all of this, all the problems that just kept progressing was because of her. Yep. She's like, oh, I'm again. Right. I mean, I mean, she wasn't not... necessarily the worst actress in the world, but the character's just so bad. Yeah, There's it was like she was supposed to have these. Ba- I don't even. Under- I don't get it. Like, yeah, but they, they were trying to do Tina again, but it just didn't. It yeah, wasn't it, Tina. like we said at the time, it really felt like it was meant to be following on from Tina. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> Tina, Tina. What are you thinking, Watson? Um, my favorite <laughs> is Boat Girl. It's <laughs> totally Boat Girl. Uh, is Jenny. Yeah, Jenny from part two. I like Jenny a lot. I loved her look. I loved her personality because she was like coy, but wasn't. She's like a fish. Yes. Um, But she she was just like kind of cool. She was like, I don't know. She seemed like she fit that part really well, but she wasn't. I don't really know how to like say it, but she she wasn't like most of these where they're like they acted moralistic, but on the underneath. Mm-hmm. They were kind of like bitchy slutty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where she just was style. kind of this very even keeled um, sort of personality. She was very strong. Like she kind of took charge from the beginning. She didn't let the guys push her around. She didn't take any bullshit. And then she drove a cool car. Yeah. And she shot dirt in the counselor's face. Yeah. And but she, then, had, she slept with him though. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And then <laughs> we all make bad choices sometimes. <laughs> Um, but then she was like the first one who was kind of smart okay. about, you know, how to take him down at the end. She's a quick thinker. Yep. Yeah. She could hold her booze well. It's good. Her boobs or boobs? Boobs. Both. She could hold her boobs well. She had already boobs. Good. You need to do no, it when she you're She wore the most bus. clothes, I think, out of anyone. Yeah. I like, I did, okay. I really liked her standing up for herself. Yeah. Too late. You've had your picks, Justin. Yeah. Go away. No, I'm still, I'm still going with Tina because she has Tina. psychic powers. Tina. Tina. My least favorite Tina. was either... Megan from part six she was see you next Tuesday and probably Trish yeah from part four yeah because I thought she was way more useless Mm. I thought she was just really terrible but yeah boat girl was awful yeah Yeah, Trish was pretty just like I was kind (laughs) of hoping she would OD and become like a drug addict what happened with that hunter I wish the hunter was like more useful the bear guy (laughs) yeah I'm hunting bears. That was kind bear of a not. good lead. It's not bear season. That was a good lead. I kind of enjoyed that. I enjoyed that you think, oh, he's going to do something. Nope. Nope. Just died. <laughs> I left my little pocket knife down there. I gotta go back. <laughs> he was constantly just walking around in the woods yeah. <laughs> just by himself. Just camping out. Uh, my favorite was, yeah, definitely Jenny from part two. Um, I think she's great. I think she's sassy, but still got a sort of sweet edge to her. And yeah, like you say, she seemed to, she was the only one who understood Jason, even though it was completely implausible. And oh, they had yeah. that stupid scene of her at the bar just yeah. talking about. Well, but what about Jason, Jason with his yeah. mother and the things he must have gone through? It's like, what? that doesn't make any sense. But it was interesting for a character. Yeah. Well, she um, expressed empathy for other people, you know, yeah. other than herself. Exactly. And I thought so. what she did at the end, she's definitely my favorite. 
Um, I actually think Chris from Part Three is the prettiest, but that's not the game. That was point. my. Wait. I have that down. Yeah, she's dude. my favorite looking. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I think she's great. I mean, she looks uh, a bit weird in this photo. No, yeah. <laughs> so even when I was person. watching it, I really enjoyed. She has a good balance her. for me. Well, I still like her. She's just not the most empowering, I but agree. she's pretty, but not slutty. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite. Would, well, my least favorite to watch is Megan from Part Six, but she is useful. Like she, she does kick some ass in it, and she has attitude. Mm. Um, but I don't like her as a final girl at all. But I would have to say, I mean, as a character, yeah, boat girl um, from Part Eight <laughs> is just so useless. She does nothing. She's in a room most of the time. And then Jessica from Part Nine's back. I don't even remember her, but she does kick some ass at the end. So I would say Part Eight, boat girl for me is my least favorite. Okay. Which leads us on to our Jasons then. Oh, and notable mention for Muffin the dog. Oh, Muffin the dog. Muffin totally lives. Could be a girl, so girl. it could be a final girl. Total. Well, yeah. there's a bow in his hair. Yeah, so. well, there you go. He's a, a final girl. And she's, she's the dog of whatever, like Boobs McGee, the one who can't wear his shirt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, midriff. Yeah. But boobs, who gets everything. real lot. naked yeah. in that film. She is real naked. Um, all right, Jason then. Let's talk about Jason a little bit. Okay. So he had a lot of Let's different looks about Jason. throughout the series. Talk about with... Jason. <laughs> Let's all just talk over each other. Chris Pratt, Chris Pratt, can you give me some Jason? <laughs> oh, man. Um, what are we talking about? Jason. There we go. Jason. Uh, so he started off with a bag in his head, evolved to a hockey mask. Hockey mask gets more and more scars. Um, eventually goes to like decayed zombie jason in number six they really capitalize on that in seven in eight they bring it back a bit purely because of budgetary reasons <laughs> i don't really mm. know why uh nine he's kind of a weird monstrosity is this dude here where the mask is sort of molded into his face oh yeah I didn't but then that. he's not there for most of the movie because people are eating each other's souls yeah and then 10 he becomes uber jason then they kind of revamp him back to a expensive version of his original sort of non-zombie version i think in freddy mm -hmm. versus jason and yeah. then in the remake definitely back to hillbilly jason hillbilly jason with hair three. tendrils and stuff yeah like hunter jason yeah so a couple of things then your favorite looking jason in terms of his visual design yeah. and then afterwards we'll get to our favorite actor who played jason but i'll yeah. walk us through that so let's just do visual design first uh yeah. katie i mean i feel like this is a no-brainer and I mean that with pun intended, because I love Zombie Jason. Um, yeah, I just thought his aesthetic was exciting. I thought it was, uh, I loved like the exposed. Do about seven then, in particular. No. Was it seven? Seven's no. the, the one where he has, yeah, the exposed rib cage. No, stuff. I'm talking about like the maggots and stuff. Like So six is the first time you get Zombie Jason. Seven is the one where he comes out of the water and you see, you know, his back spine and stuff. No. And I'm talking about like six where he just straight up comes out of the yeah where he's like behemoth and he's yeah he's that's the first one where he, you're like okay he's unkillable yeah. yeah six is when he becomes he gets yeah. it like, and the lightning goes into him and he comes back I to life i think that's what i'm talking about King yeah. yeah i know yeah. at the time you said seven was definitely your favorite look of his that's all the only reason i'm asking because seven's when his mask is like ripped off a bit you can see the jaw coming through the side of it but he's proper zombie. that's when he has Tina is up against him T in the side. Oh, yeah. maybe it was that one then. T yeah. Tita. No, he was just he like was slimy in that one though. No, eight no. slimy in Manhattan. Yeah, I didn't like the slimy. I liked yeah. just like that exposed deterioration look. Seven was definitely 100%. That's the famous one for the yeah. most deteriorated. He wasn't slimy in that one because he was yeah. in the water before that one. No. I, prom I promise you for a fact, seven is D1. Well, whichever for, one for it is that he's like. Six or seven is what she's. Yeah. <laughs> one of those two. Sweet. Um, and not the slimy one. 
No, so, I love this slime. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just thought it was like a really fun turnaround. It was a great progression of his character. Like yeah. He's just like, fuck. Like you saw that coming at like, look at his freaking face, man. He's just like, he's like, Tita, Tita. He's just like, but you get the whole deal. So it means at the end, you got to get him like that. Yeah, but I don't really count no mask, what he looks no like mask, without yeah. mask because okay. I'm I'm not really a big fan of any of the the mask reveals. I don't really find them necessary to be honest. Yeah, I like the one where he winks. He's like wink. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, I would say that one. Jason's favorite. Yeah. Okay, so. Justin. Um. Well, you know the seven one's kind of like a given, so I'm gonna go with Ooh. number two. Number two, the bag face. Yeah, because it's kind of creepy. You're like, who the heck's this guy running around with like a bag on his head? And he's also clumsy. <laughs> yeah. And he's like running to his house. He's like, <laughs> oh, that was so funny. <laughs> Which he has so a bag on his head. It's like hilarious. Um, yeah. And also kind of terrifying because um, it's just a guy with a sack on his head. He's got nothing to lose. Yeah. Um, can I say what my least favorite is? Yeah. Um, what's, what's the one with the blue one? The blue of five. Yeah, five, because it's not Jason. <laughs> the That's one? my answer. Number five, where it's not Jason, but you see Jason, people dressing yeah. up as Jason. When they're in a psychiatric oh, hospital. Yeah. I love that you bl- everyone just seems to have blacked out certain films in this. Yeah. <laughs> Somewhere you're just like, eh, never <laughs> <watch> <laughs> <that>. <laughs> It impresses me how easy it is. It's really cool. I know I've seen these too many times. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah definitely my least favorite is Uber Jason in Jason X. Oh, yeah. I hate Uber, I like Uber that's, Jason. But that's Jason still. I know, I just hate him. So you like the one that's not even Jason yeah. over that? Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just he's so tacky. Wow. Um, I just don't come. Well, clearly so you're not going to survive in the upgrade. year 2040. Yeah. 2040. Because <laughs> that's what it, everything's going to get shiny. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this beanie. It's too chrome. <laughs> that is his fashion. Is how he decides his skills. Yeah. Um. Definitely. Yeah. Part seven's my favorite. It's always always been my favorite. But in terms of, I don't know, if I made my own Jason film, I would be tempted. Like, it's, it's hard to decide when you go full out zombie or not, really, because it's you know definitely a particular thing. You're going full supernatural. Yeah. For the non-supernatural Freddy versus Jason, I love, I love his looking at. He's just so big, so deteriorated. The work and the costumes beautiful, and he's enormous. He's so yeah. large in that yeah. one. It's the biggest he's ever been, I think. So. Are just gonna keep doing that? So yeah. then, the ca- the people who play Jason. So let's go with performance of Jason. Yeah. yeah. So in Jason 2, because that's when we get him for the first time, mm-hmm. you have Warrington Gillette. That <laughs> okay, was funny. Jason 3, you have Richard Brooker. Jason 4, you get Ted White, who is uncredited. Jason you need the f- list of all the girls again. I'm having a hard time remembering things. Um, I can walk you through if you want. So Jason 2, bag and head. Okay. Jason 3, Thank first you. time he gets hockey mask and everything's in 3D. Jason 4, Corey Feldman 1, where he comes through the window and you see his face at the end very you know lots of ginger hair and weird like uh, as yeah. he crashes through the window to grab Corey Feldman yeah uh, Jason 5 the one without Jason that was played by Tom Morgan that one's my favorite Jason then from Jason 6 through to 10 you got Kane Hodder yeah Freddy vs. Jason was then played by Ken Kersinger who was the dude we said in 8 was a barman or whatever gets chucked into a window or whatever yeah and then in a remake they had Derek Mears so if your minds can cast back far enough to yeah. performances of Jason, uh, who do you think you know gave the most? I mean, do you like him? Like you were just saying, Justin, you kind of like that he's a bit bumbling into and he's running and he yeah. looks a bit more like a human. Um, or do you prefer him how Kane Hodder did it, where he's literally just perfect <clears> and always standing there and lots of heavy breathing and chest movements? Do you prefer him a little bit? 
sadder like ken kersinger did it in freddy versus jason and he's just kind of a, a puppy a, yeah Giant he's just puppy. this weird huge statue Giant that kind of sadly puppy. walks around uh or in a remake where they go back to a bit more of a feral jason but definitely with a lot of power behind who him. runs yeah he's more runs. like a grizzly man dude he mm-hmm. was just like bear grills who didn't eat for a while and had to drink urine for way too long <laughs> yeah well that's bear grills yeah that is <laughs> yeah. bear grills um, oh, Bill I'll, I'll go first then Well, you guys have a quick yeah. think um, I'm actually gonna go Again it's really hard I genuinely think everyone did something fairly cool with this Kane Hodder definitely gives you know the most iconic role with it In terms of yeah. as a slasher villain Kane Hodder as Jason is about as perfect as you can get He just stands, looks menacing You know breathes really heavily Tilts his head in the right places mm-hmm. Has a good presence for me, yeah, Ken Kersinger and Freddy vs. Jason was is my personal favorite again. Just his stature and he has a kind of sadness to him that I like where I can still find him scary, but I can also empathize with him. So it really depends what you're trying to get from a Jason character. But that's my ideal version of Jason. I want someone I can feel sorry for and be scared of. But that, I thought, was the only one that you needed Jason to be somebody that you, you needed to empathize with him because that was the only time he was coming up against somebody who was uh, an adversary that you potentially could be killed by. Um, and that you could actually take him down. And so you're kind of pitting, you know, evil versus evil in that one. And you're kind of just rooting for your favorite evil yeah. in that one. So it's kind of like, but I just think it depends. I think, you know, we overall, talked about it. I mean, yeah, but at the end, it's just what performance. Cause if he played like that from? part though, in a, in a typical Friday the 13th, I wonder how you would feel about it. Well, we yeah. talked about it before. Like I, I'm keen. I would like a Friday the 13th movie where we feel a bit more empathy for Jason um in terms of look we understand him a little bit more but he's obviously still you know a monster from mm-hmm. stuff he's doing um but we'll get into that briefly at the end because we'll right. talk about the new one that's just been announced properly um so you two favorite performance of jason how do you like him to be Jesse. katie yeah yeah okay um <laughs> <clears throat> uh, my favorite well, yeah, it is. Like you said, it's kind of hard um, because they all brought something different for the Jason that they had to play. Uh, man, even though I want to say the fun- running guy because it's kind of an awesome scene to watch and it is hilarious, but also like, <laughs> dang, that would be terrifying. I'm going to have to still go with Kane Hodder yeah. because when he comes out of that burning SUV oh, Winnebago yeah. thing just and there. just stands there, I'm like, dude, <sighs> dude. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And he also plays an awesome security guard. <laughs> yeah, he does. In so, part nine. And that mullet. Mullet, mullet, You remember mullet, that. Mullet. You don't remember part nine, but you remember him in part nine. Yeah. So I'm going to go with that one. Cool. Watson? Obviously, mine is Kane Hodder. Because, okay. uh, yeah, he, was, he played my favorite version of Jason. I think I like the intimidation factor of a Jason who's just like hulking and un... Simp- he doesn't care. Like, mm-hmm. there's just tunnel vision. Yeah. He no has sympathy. focus. Yeah, yeah. There's just zero. He's got one job. Thinking about it. He's just like, doesn't matter <clears throat> if you're in his way. Doesn't matter if you're like a dog, a baby, whatever. It's like, gonna He's no gonna Fs. No Fs were given today. Gives us a beautiful segue to our next segment, which is the killing. So, a lot of people die in Friday 13th. It actually has the record number of kills for a, sim- a single you're character. You're all gonna die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but. Some we sighed at, some were heavily edited, and we didn't get to see what we wanted to. Yeah. Some we applauded as we watched it. What were people's favorite kills oh, in the series? So, um, so I really, I mean, you can mention a couple if you want two or two or three, but I want okay. definitely what is your favorite kill in all 12 films? <laughs> Who wants to go first? 
I could go first. All right, Justin. Take uh, my all-time favorite, because it only happens once, it's the wheelchair guy. Because, <laughs> seriously, it's in the rain. He gets straight up murdered. You hear him go, ah! <laughs> like he makes a sound effect, and then he rolls back and goes downstairs. Yep. You like yeah. the freeze frame at the end where it just like yeah. stops and suddenly goes, ah! Yeah. <laughs> the camera just pulls into him. Which is amazing. Um, my next favorite one is axe through door because the door explodes as it comes through. <laughs> and true. you know that person is fucked. <laughs> I was going, which one? Yeah, it's just. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Amazing. Which one's that? Is that the third or second? That was, was when that? he yeah. was after zombified because that was when he started doing like the double hand. Yeah, he threw. Throwing. Like it just shows the door and the person's running to it and then yeah. it breaks through the door yeah. and instantly kills yeah, them. That was a cool one. Which was amazing. God, that. And even in the remake, he was. He yeah. definitely was just like hurling. Yeah. Yeah, well, he holds that axe so, yeah. running yeah. away from him. And then yeah. yeah. Gets Which, him why did he run a straight line? You've got a zigzag. I know. Off. You just got to duck and weave, man. Yeah, roll, run, Every tuck, time. look back, watch him as you're running. Yeah, because Jason is not like a cut you off at the pass sort of guy. He's just, I'm going to run well, right going. after you. I will walk across every obstacle. He really does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and of course, you know, the Kevin Bacon one's always going to be it's a classic. It's iconic. Yeah. For sure. So those are my three. choices. Yeah, I forgot about the okay. axe one. That was yeah. great. Uh, what's it? I don't know if I can pick a favorite. You got to have a favorite. Yeah. I'm, I'm struggling too. My favorite might be... Fuck. Um, <laughs> might be fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's a tough, like it's a hard tie between spear gun through that girl, that guy's head when he first comes out on the dock with the hockey mask and he just shoots the spear gun. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Into the guy's eye. I think it was a girl. That was a girl. But she it puts was up a girl. her hand. Thank you. Yeah. I can't remember. It, the, it's yes. the the second time he uses the guy's in the water and he shoots into his crotch and then lifts yes. him up. Oh, yes. Yeah. him and then shoots it. Yeah. Freaking amazing. Um, but then you also have sleeping bag kill, which is like, yeah. to me, super iconic. And it was definitely one of the most memorable ones. Yeah. And then when they came back in, was it Jason X? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And reiterated that one and even tuned it up a little bit. It was just like, because I felt like to them, that was one of the, you know, that was one of the, someone's oh, yeah. favorite kill. And they were like, let's do this one, but we'll amp it up. People generally didn't like seven, but people loved the look of Jason and yeah. that sleeping bag kill in seven. Yeah. So, and I know that there are other ones that are, you know, people are want to contest and things because there's oh, this is your opinion no i know but um get their own podcast and then technically True. not a kill but one of my favorite effect shots was in four where Corey feldman is whatever and trish hit like he gets stabbed J- jason gets stabbed in the head or what no he gets hacked or something with the machete yeah through his falls. head and then he just like falls into yeah. the, the knife that as one's he's going down. Oh, yeah, and then his and eyeballs moving. Like yeah. half of his head like... That was what? amazing. Yeah. So like, good. Just... Really cool. uh, yeah. I can't even imagine how you would But that was a kill him. on him. So yeah. yeah, that wasn't technically no, a kill because he didn't die. Yeah, I'd accept that. But um, I thought that was fantastic. It's kind of great because for the most part, we've got all different kills from all of us, which is yeah. really just... Just speaks to... The, there are so many diverse kills <laughs> in these films. Mm-hmm. Some of my favorites... <laughs> uh, not much really happens there, but I really enjoy the Cornfield Massacre in Freddy vs. Jason so where he's on fire oh, yeah. and he throws the burning machete oh, through the guy. So yeah. um, absolutely. For a long point, my favorite was actually in Jason X where he freezes the girl's face in the buff yes. of whatever it is and then smashes it into the side of the counter and it yeah. just implodes. It made even more funny because Kane Hodder's just grabbing her boobs as he drags oh, her yeah. over to yeah. the buff. 
Um, yeah, I enjoy. Don't fight it. See, I tend to like the ones which encapsulate for me everything that the series should be about. Boobs. So yeah, uh, which is blood. boobs and a good kill. And so I really yeah. like the one actually in the remake. This is what really surprised me coming back. I was like, I love so many of the kills from the early ones, but most of my very favorite ones are in the remake and Freddy vs. Jason, which makes me so sad, I guess. Great. But yeah. I love yeah the girl who's hiding from him under the pontoon. Um, I think the tension in that scene's yeah. great. It looks so beautiful. Good. And then Machete goes into her head, pulls her up, exposes boobs, blood comes down and then drops her in. And it's just contextually yeah. everything works without yeah. being... It's exploitive, obviously, but it works to yeah. be exploitive. It's like, yeah, well, that's she what was happened kebab. to yeah. get the machete off of her head. I think it's very smart put together. And even the part where that blonde guy dies right before her on the boat. Oh, yeah. Because you're not expect You've never seen a bow and arrow, arrow from him. Yeah. So all of a sudden, because you you think like he's land restricted unless he jumps out of the water. Yep. So it was nope. a really it's interesting. Killer accuracy. Get jump on that but one. But definitely my, my three favorites. So I've got to pick one now. I'll do three sleeping bag kills. So you have the one you spoke of in Seven, mm-hmm. the one you spoke of in Jason X, and they redo it, which I'm going to take out, even though it's great. It's reiterating seven. It's Uber Jason doing it, so mm-hmm. I immediately don't like it as much. And I went back, and seven's just so, so funny, disturbing yeah. how he drags them out of the tent, and you watch the slow pan as he drags them out of the tent, mm-hmm. and then they just cut him for a second on tight on him, so they can do the edit to the fake sleeping bag, and then it's just just it's a piteous one smack. I always hope there's another edited version somewhere out there where he keeps smacking it against the trunk. Yeah. But, um, and I really like in the remake the boiling sleeping bag uh, for different reasons. It's not, you know, exciting. But that to me is quite terrifying. They put the camera right in the sleeping bag and he's hung her over the fire Mm -hmm. and she's just boiling in it right at the beginning of the film. Although, yeah, we've expressed our issues with that scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The end end of that isn't as effective. So for me, number seven with the sleeping bag kill, Mm -hmm. my favorite kill. Um, All right. So let's get into our last bit of the podcast, which is going to talk a little bit. uh, We'll we'll get into our place them in order in a second. But very quickly, we'll talk about does this, and particularly for you two, because you're new to this, Justin? Yes. Now, do you watch twelve of these films? Like you just said, you've got a good, you got a good, you know how to have a conversation about Jason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, does it make you? And it doesn't matter. Like, like, be very honest about this. Like, does it make you at all interested in slasher films and other films at that period of time, in other franchises, or is it kind of thing? Well, that was fun. I'm happy I did it, but I wouldn't want to go back to anything. Like, um. Yeah, it was quite miserable. I don't think... I'm just kidding. <laughs> it, yeah, it was cool. It uh, it opened up a whole new spectrum of movies for me. I'm more, interest, I'm more interested than before. Uh, yeah, like the whole thriller, slasher. I like it when it has a little bit of mystery. Like you kind of don't know what's going on. And then you're like, whoa, it's this crazy guy mm-hmm. whose mom was crazy as well. Uh, and now I know what to look forward to if I'm watching these films. Like, oh, it's about watching the mur- like the killings rather than like, I'm scared and there's a guy that's going to kill people. It's like, yeah, that's what these movies are. They're always going to be that. Um, yeah. No, Does it make more. you, I mean, aside from Friday the 13th and with new ones <clears> of that coming out, but does it make you at all interested in, you know, say Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, Probably. any of the classics like that? Yeah. Uh, maybe not so much Nightmare on Elm Street because that's more like a spookier one. <laughs> you don't I don't really want. Spooky. I don't want too spooky. Like Halloween is kind of similar to a Jason vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, he has a cool piano song. He does. Ding 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 ding. It's the best piano song. Um, it's got Jamie Lee Curtis in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd watch that and yeah. Okay. Okay. So it's the kind of thing you like. You happy you did it? 
Yeah. Well, you, you, oh, know, yeah, you wouldn't totally. like rush out to check out other slashes, but if they come your way, there's some that would pique your interest. Yeah, you'd be, you'd be more them. open to it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes me like hockey a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> and camping at Crystal Lake. Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. want to go camping. You just want to go camping and play hockey. Yeah. Katie. Uh, How do you feel about the slashes genre now? 80 slashes, 90 slashes? Because you had seen, like, growing up, I know you had seen, I know what you did last summer and things like yeah, that. Yeah, I'd watched. But to me, at that time, those were those were ardently very scary. Hmm. You know, those, to me, were, if you would have just put, like, based on a true story, I would have completely believed it hmm. sort of thing. Because I, I had, I, from the upbringing that I had, I had a really hard time not blending story with reality. Um, whereas these, I think push your villain to a little bit more of a supernatural level to the point that it pulls them from reality. Um, so once you start to realize the method behind the madness of these films, you you completely sit back and enjoy the ride to me. And it's like we were discussing earlier where you're not there to hope that anyone survives. You're there to be like, okay, this is our lead. So she's not going to die. However, all these other people are going to die in probably really interesting ways. So you're kind of like, oh, I wonder how that guy's going to die. Oh, oh my God, that guy's going to go in the closet and this is like blah, blah, blah. You know, you're preempting all of that. But um, I think that, you know, for some of the longer series, I think that as long as it, the villain is an interesting one to me or the premise is an interesting one, I would sit through 12, you know, mm-hmm. of different ones. Because I find, I find them all really, really interesting. And I love, I like you know, kind of even like the, the snuff film horror a little bit, those ones still really like get to me. The Last House on the Left and I that was one of the and... Yeah, those were, The Last House on the Left was one of the first ones I saw of that genre and that one like fucked me up for a long time and it probably has some little remainders still in my brain <laughs> that mess with me a lot. Um, but it was like... It's like you said, I think they're very different types of films. To they these. are. Um, but I, I like the slasher genre in, on a whole. I think it's a very intriguing one. I think it's, it's one that the people who work on them are intriguing to me as well because it's very interesting to find passion and to find excitement in what is essentially the death of other people. Mm-hmm. And even though you kind of remove the humanity away from it a little bit as well, while at the same time it revolves completely around people. So to me, it's just more of an intriguing, like psychotic idea and delving into other people's psyches and fears and um, like playing on people's weaknesses. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I think it's a really great character study on people. And that's a lot of the reason why I like watching them is to see everybody when they're watching these films is like, I would never do that. Why would you do that? And it's like, no one really knows how you would act in those situations because so few people live through something that traumatic. Um, so, but it's like, to me, it's really interesting to watch them with people and or by yourself and to see how you would size up in those situations. So I really enjoyed it. I thought it was great. Some of them sucked. Um, but I think that 12 of anything you're going to get at least a couple that are like meh mm-hmm. not yeah. so great okay. so but it, i would totally it, sit down and watch you know halloweens or mm-hmm. you know go like what you're doing where you're kind of going back to ones that you've never seen um and to kind of see where all of this where this movement the, began the yeah and then to it. see where this slots into yeah. all of that 12 perfect films that's unheard of <laughs> doesn't happen but then uh, yeah i mean i think that is 
such a big part of it is that changeover from when it became and it was really over just three years because there was so many made from 1980 through to 1983 1984 have so many slasher films it's incredible more than you know you could imagine like way more we worry about too many comic book films but they got nothing on how many slasher films were made in that era mm-hmm. um it's kind of like the westerns era in terms of just just tons of them being piped pumped out but it changed i think hands very quickly yeah to the creatives from just being businessmen who trying to make money to very quickly being outcasts who were angry and upset and felt you know could never get to date the prom guilt queen and stuff mm-hmm. like that and so that's where the fandom comes from and then that's where the creatives come from so much with these movies and that's why you end up cheering for the killer then because it's well we're going to paint these assholes these jocks as assholes and these pretty girls as yeah. assholes because they were never nice to us in school mm-hmm. basically yeah and yeah, I mean, that's definitely how I got attached to this stuff was I was an outcast at school and I was you bullied a lot. Well, but you were the cricket champion. Considering the cricket champion. Yeah. I've, I've, read, I've read papers on you, man. Have you? Nice. Plays nice. a mean game of bocce ball, this yeah. guy. Um, badminton champion for nine years in a row. I did use play badminton. Well. I did too. But no, that's cool. <laughs> Just on my that's free a different time. story. It is. Um... But yeah, so I mean, I, I found it really interesting to come back. I have a weird insatiable love of slasher films. And we're talking about the other day, what exactly is my boiled down version of a slasher film? Because mm-hmm. there's some slasher films people count. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is technically a slasher film. I don't, it's not what I want as a slasher film. I don't really like groups of people. I don't like crazy people. I don't like them talking too much. I don't really like seeing their face. I like single killers. And we talked a lot about how it tends to be the formula is it's people coming to their domain and then they punish you for it essentially yeah. um uh, occasionally it's the other way around but a lot uh, but when it's the other way around it tends to be a home invasion film and we're talking about that distinction between a slasher film and a home invasion because quite often they do cross over yeah but for me i am very interested in these ones where essentially well jason's there just don't go there <laughs> don't go to elm street don't go to haddonfield like you'll be okay <laughs> basically um i like that idea of just territorial single lone yeah. quiet masked killers um i don't know why probably says a lot about my psyche um but yeah i just love coming back to them even though i don't i don't like much trash in cinema but for some reason i don't mind the trash in this we're doing a podcast a regular geeks podcast and i mentioned halloween and how great it is and i think that is probably the only example in slasher history that is a masterpiece like i think that is by far and away the greatest slasher film made and it's a beautiful film and it's elegant and everyone should see it and Nate was kind of questioning that a little bit. He was, he was surprised. Um, hmm. um, I forgot where I was going with this train of thought. Um, <laughs> but yeah, coming back to it now, it's weird because so when I've, I still love Jason and I still love his world. I love Crystal Lake. I love the simplicity of that and evocativeness mm-hmm. of the mountains and the lake and the setup with the campers and stuff. Um, I think it's so ripe for so many different things you could do with it and things that they haven't done with it yet. Yeah. Halloween has always been my baby. Like Halloween's my thing. Like it's Michael Myers. He's, we talk about him before as the middle class killer. He's very polite. You know, he's very well dressed up. He would never go running around. like a great would. posture. Yeah. So yeah. It's like, and he goes around suburbs and kills people in a proper manner. He's in a rich neighborhood. Yeah. 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 Um, so if you live in a rich neighborhood, killer. watch out. Yeah. Um, so he, he was always my guy just because he was an easier way to get into slasher films. They weren't ugly. They came from an elegant place. Yeah. And he didn't really have a messed up childhood, did he? You don't know much about him until you get to Rob Zombie's one. Oh. Uh, that one gave you a messed up childhood, but that's not canon. Right. I don't know Rob Zombie's <laughs> That's a Rob Zombie <laughs> oh, right. That's all okay. of them. 
Um, I was wondering. But uh, yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street, um, we're doing that right now, retrospective. He, that's classically not being my favorite. Um, the first one's spectacular, and I like the seventh one, but, but there's something about him that I just, I just don't yeah. connect with in, in any way. Um, so yeah, it's weird now. Coming back to them, I always saw the Friday 13th movies as they're all trash, all of them, but yeah. they're kind of fun trash, and I love the character so much, it makes it work. Coming back to them now, weirdly, I thought I'd be harder on them. I think I'm easier on them now. I think, actually, I appreciate them more now. Um, perhaps it's just because I'm trying to make films now, so I appreciate how hard it is even to make trash. Yeah. Yep. But I appreciate, yeah, what you're saying, the enthusiasm in them. I appreciate the inventiveness in stuff, um, even when it goes horribly wrong, like yeah. parts nine and <laughs> part eight, even. Um, and I just uh, I appreciate how erratic it is. Like, so there's so many different things going on here um which you don't get in halloween you don't get in nightmare on elm street like they very much found a formula they stuck with it occasionally you get something that is off that path even child's play hellraiser they're very much just revolving around the same yeah. ideas throughout the whole franchise mm -hmm. friday the 13th is a mess of a franchise it's all over the place they're clearly yeah. making it up as they go along <laughs> half of the films are set in 2002 when they were made in the early 90s um it's 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 so weird and so erratic and so impetuously just kind of impulsive. I really fucking love it. I think it's... I'll be interested when we get to the end of the other retrospectives, but at the moment, it's my favorite franchise of the slashes, even though it doesn't have a seminal film. Mm -hmm. I, don't yeah. think, I don't think there's a seminal film amongst them. Which ties us into our final topic. Final topic. Which is placing these films in order. Oh. You gotta do it. I can't I can remember things. Uh, number one, <laughs> space. Number two, space. Number three, space. And number four, space. Okay. What about New York? Nah, space <laughs> New York, York in space. Yeah. New York in space. All right. So yeah, we want there's twelve films. Give me that pen. You gotta put them in order. You gotta. So if people are just joining us for some weird reason at this point, or if they're like me, where they just love to hear things in order, they like to know. Well, which play? I've looked at so many lists online yeah. of different orders people put these in. And they're always so crazily different. Yeah. Um, the first one always ends up very near the top, which is interesting because that's not necessarily going to happen with Marla. Justin. Yeah. How do you feel with these 12 <laughs> films? Where are they going? Um, if you need one more last quick reminder, you can flick through pictures here on oh, each yeah. disc because each be disc awesome. will give oh, you a little helpful. quick reminder. Sweet. Uh, you want me to give you my list of order now? Yep. All you right. can go from your worst to your top or your top Yeah, three. let's go with the worst to the top. Starting with number worst. Number worst? That type of sausage? Yeah. Can I put your pencil? Because I'm going um, to write yours down so we keep okay. them for posterity. Um, the one that I least like was the one that didn't have Jason in it. It was, I mean, not to say that it was bad. Hmm? It went back to the mystery roots because the first one is a mystery thriller. So they just went all mystery. So that's five? Yeah. Uh, that's your least favorite. Coming in at number 12 for Justin is part five. That's the one. Actually, I don't even know. Like, why is these pictures? These pictures are very confusing. Okay. And then my next least favorite is when he goes to Manhattan. Because it really doesn't take place much in Manhattan. Part eight. Which? Justin says no to heroin, kids. Yeah. And it was, it was cool to have a claustrophobic fill on a boat. But really, that boat was way too big. Oh, yeah, it was ridiculous. Okay, so... It's an ocean, uh, it was an ocean liner. Oh, wrapping this up. 
the next one after that was man, I really having a hard time placing these. That's the remake. That's the remake. Okay, that was the remake. Uh, Jason goes to hell. That would be my next one. He's one. also not in very much. Yeah, because it's a bunch of dudes doing weird things, like putting black <laughs> goo in each other's mouth. It's as we said on that podcast. It's the it's the Evil Dead script that yeah. was remade as a Jason film with none of the stuff that would have made it work as an Evil Dead film. And then the next one on that bottom top bottom to top list would be number nine from Justin. Number nine. Which one is New Blood again? Which one? New Blood that? is seven. The one with Tina. Tina. Okay. Tina. Uh, it's gonna have to be Jason X. Jason X. Though I really wanted to put it on 10, just to fit. Space was number one for you. No, you know, it didn't have enough space for me. (laughs) Just not enough space in Jason X? Yeah. Um, (laughs) There was that whole scene at the beginning that wasn't in space. It just wasn't in space. And I was just like, you know what? You already lost me. It wasn't (laughs) enough space. It should have been in space. Um, It had a lot of comedic stuff. It was uh, the, the Uber Jason, though, was just, you know, he got super revived. They could have revived everyone else. And. Yep, that just made me mad. All right, and then number eight would have to be the remake. The remake, interesting. Um, because he was just too, too skilled. Okay. If we're doing a remake, he was just like, yeah, too buff, too too like nothing stood a chance really is what I believed. Um, I might have to switch that around. That's all right. <laughs> uh, what is that final chapter? Uh, final chapter would have to be my number seven. What happened Which in that, that one? That's one of Corey Feldman. Oh yeah, yeah. Because it, it, the the lead character or the final one, final girl, she just kind of you know was like annoying. Yeah. Um, and the guy that was hunting the whole time just that was just too too much. Like went back in the room for a pocket knife. It's like oh I forgot my knife. I'm like don't go down there. <laughs> You don't even have the machete. Get the machete, dude. Um, also, why didn't he leave his knife down there? Like, what the hell is he? Stupid guy. Um, just so stupid. Uh, I'm probably, like, forgetting to place these in the right order that I wanted them to. All right, you can shuffle something at the end if you want. Okay, and then uh, New Blood. Which one was New Blood? That's number seven. Yeah, it's Tina. Tina. That's <laughs> Uh, so you're on to number six. You got six more to do. You're okay. halfway. Halfway. I know. Final chapter. What was number five? That was one you already had. That was with, with where he wasn't around. That was one in the psychiatric. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, your okay, bottom yeah. one at the moment. And then, okay, then I'll go with number six for number six. Okay. <laughs> Just because it's number six. Which one is that one? That's, that's one where he comes back. That's one with first time zombie Jason. Zombie Jason. Standing on top of the van. It overturned. is super awesome that he's zombie Jason and he came back um, and he puts his the face through the the side of the car that's yep. amazing it's really good that's not a good kill uh, i don't i want to put it higher but i really just you can shuffle it at the end if you need yeah to. okay and then where are we at i have five more left yep what five am i missing you still gotta do number one you still gotta do number two you still gotta do number three um and you still gotta do freddy versus jason oh crap i totally forgot freddy jason can i switch that with number six and move yeah yeah so you want Freddy versus Jason at number six? Yeah, because it was awesome watching them fight. That was a great. Okay. Uh, that's the whole, only thing I was waiting. It was too much of a Freddy versus Jason film. Uh, number five, I'm going to do number six. 
Because it was awesome. Just to, uh, this is purely me and uh, you might have changed your mind, but at the time, part three, you weren't that impressed with, just so you know. Which one was part three? It was the one where he gets his mask halfway through, but we just felt it was playing by the formulas of two and four, but didn't do it as well as he did. Oh, yeah. Just sorry. Here. Can I put number three? Uh, number. What was part four again? Part four was the Corey Feldman one. Oh, yeah. Can we put it under there? Should we switch those? Okay. Yeah. I'm going to put part three. Some, I'll read this out at the end. I'm compiling. Yeah, sorry. Compiling. I totally forgot about it. back. Thanks. Okay. Now, four so more. you've got four more left. You've got part... Uh, sorry, no, you've actually only got three more left because you've got part six. Uh, yeah. Four. So you've got one, three... Sorry, one, two, and... What else you got? Seven. Okay, I'm going to do number one in my top three. At number three? Yeah. Actually, no, scratch that. I'm going to put part seven as my number three. Because okay. seven, I like it because it's just so different and yeah. has psychic powers and it's just very unsupernatural, fighting supernatural. I mean, the ending's kind of tacky where it's like, train daddy comes out. <laughs> tacky. Beats the rest, though, for me. Uh, number two, I'm going to do number one. Okay. Because it's awesome, but it doesn't have Jason. But it's a good, it's a good start. Fun. And then I really like number part two, two. Uh, sack, as, sack back jason yeah because Ginny's a badass and you're like you, you really didn't know what's gonna happen and actually now that i think about it can i get where did i put number three but number three is number seven can i actually squeeze well, that's it? what we're just talking about because you want to say key on number seven number three number three was the one with we just said where he gets his mask halfway through but you didn't i remember i know for a fact at the time on the podcast you said you didn't yeah. like as much as two or four so it has to go under that. yeah and uh number four was cory feldman right yep yeah where did i put number four at put number, number six, six. Oh, yeah that's I my list. That. yeah it's good right. your list right now is at number 12 part five number 11 part eight number 10 part nine number nine jason oh, x number eight the remake number seven part three number six part four number five freddy versus jason number four part six and your top three jason films Part seven at number three. So fun. Part one at number two. Classic. And part two is your number Madness. one. Madass. Friday the 13th film. That's very good, very good. How are you doing, Katie? Need more time? Uh, what was number five? Five is the one where he's in a psychiatric hospital and there's no Jason around. Ugh. I'll give you a minute. Four. I'll do mine. No, wait. I think I just got oh, it. Oh, are you ready? That one's a little bit over. All right. <laughs> it's almost like we're really prepared. <laughs> I know. <laughs> It's hard when you have to like remember yeah. twelve things. Trying to go through it all again in my mind. I'm just like everyone's dying. All oh, right. All right. Watch them from just, bottom to top. Don't ask me to explain all of these. Just wrote them down. So, um, number one, six. Oh, we're gonna go in reverse. Number twelve. <laughs> well, we eight. know what your number one is. I know, anticlimactic. Manhattan, number eight. Yep. Understandable. Eleven was nine. Yep. Ten is ten. 10 is 10. 10 is 10. I don't even remember what they are anymore. 10, 10 is Jason X. Jason X. 9 is <laughs> 5, mm-hmm. which is what we were just talking about. Yep. It's not even in it. It's dumb. Um, 8 is number 3. 3D. Yeah, so bad. 7 is 11. That's Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, it was all right. 7 is 11. Fun. It just wasn't like canon for me. I don't uh-huh. like Freddy at all. Um, 6 is 12. That is the remake. The remake. I thought there were fun kills in that one. I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Five is seven. Tina. Tina. Four is four. Corey Feldman. Yeah. And Crispin Glover. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
Um, three Glover. is number one. Kevin Bacon. Yeah. The two Bacon. is two. Ginny. And my favorite is six. Kane Hodder. Zombie Jason begins. Zombie Jason. Zombie Jason. It's a good list. So six isn't even for yeah. That's yeah. a lot of people's favorite is number six. I enjoyed that. that one. I think the most. I like Baghead. Baghead. <laughs> so funny. You would. Uh, so my <laughs> list number twelve. I have part five, which is oh, okay. yeah. Yeah. Even, yep. Same as Justin on that one. My number eleven and tens are just Justin's, but switched around. So it's hard to know because I think part nine is a better film than part eight, but yeah. it just doesn't have jason in it basically yeah so part nine is my number 11 part eight jason does manhattan uh in sexy style he's my number 10 number nine is part three because it's fine but i just feel it's the worst of the just camp counselor stuff mm-hmm. uh jason goes to space part x that's uh, my number eight and my number seven is actually part one because i think it's fine uh so what, when we're doing these i actually yeah i score them because i'm that dorky um so it's been quite easy for me to make this list because i know just put them in the order of school. Brown noser. Uh, Brown noser. <laughs> hey guys. Some, some of us should put that time in. Uh, number five is part four for me, Corey Feldman. Number four is part six, um, which I've grown to enjoy a lot. I definitely think it's probably the most enjoyable Jason film. Yeah. And then my top three films, which all got 8.5 for me. And that's as high as the series got. It was 8.5 was the highest score I gave. I gave it to all these three films. Um, and I found it really hard to then differentiate because they each do very different things. Right. But right now, I just made the decision. Friday, Freddy versus Jason is number three. Because uh, there's some awful bits in that, but it's fun all the way through. Uh, the remake is actually my second favorite, yeah. which I feel dirty doing. But uh, going back to it this time, I was like, you know, what? I really like it. It's very soulless, but I do really like it. Yeah. And I've seen it more than any of the others. And part two is my favorite. Woo! Um, even though it doesn't have the Jason I want, it doesn't have hockey face Jason. It's got unlike, baghead Jason. Unlike Justin, I'm not, I'm not, I don't, I like baghead, but that's not what I want from yeah. Jason film. But I think the film's great. I think it does the cliches the best. Yeah. Um, and he's clumsy. It's yeah, very he's clumsy. endearing. Uh, the best, the best final girl. girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Best yeah. final girl. Yeah, that makes sense then. So we have to wrap this up because Justin's got to get to work. I got to go um, to work. But very quickly, we just announced on last week's podcast that the new Friday the 13th movie is happening. It's coming out in 2018. Whoa. Um, and won't be they, alive. <laughs> they just said that it's going to be a freaking prequel based around Jason when he was a kid. But his father's gonna be in it. It's gonna his mother's gonna be in it. His father. I yeah. don't want to watch this. They're gonna show you essentially. So we're talking on the podcast how well this can't be a slasher film then because his mother's not killing yet. Mm-hmm. Jason's not even grown up. So that means it has to be just a dysfunctional family drama. <laughs> in um, a world where one man's father exactly yep changes his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm really bummed out about this. Uh, the only good thing is they got the writer who wrote Prisoners, uh, which is an excellent thriller. Oh, that movie. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, it could be a great film. It's not going to be a great Jason film. That's my problem with this. Um, yeah. So, we'll see what happens. The other interesting thing I came across last night very quickly is... Um, no, I'm not actually tied. <laughs> I'm going to bring this up on a different podcast. So, wait for it. Um, but, yeah. That bumps me out. That, that's where they're going to take Jason. Yeah. Next. That bumps me out, too. Um, do it's we, a crime drama. Do we really need to see what happened to him as a kid? No. I feel no. we've exp- we we've know We know. We've known for 12 movies what had happened to him. Yep. And it, it doesn't make sense. He's been dead for 12 The remake years. made tons of money. This is going to be eight years later it took them to do the next one Come after on, the remake guys. made so much money. And you're going to take Jason out of it, essentially. Yeah, it's not a Jason movie. It's just call it something else. Don't even call it. It should be like a movie about cool. a family with unfortunate events. Be, yeah, like the Crystal Lake 
you know, family. wives. It's because everyone just wants to make another 70s themed movie. Yeah. Because everyone wants to be born in the 70s right I now. I don't. I never want to be born. No, in the I'm, I'm very upset so about dumb. this. Because by the time two years goes by, that's not going to be the fad anymore. And everyone will have wanted to be in the future. And then they're going to be like kicking themselves because. Well, I'm really hoping someone's listening to this podcast from the future. They've just found us, you know, a year late or whatever. Listen to these in the lead up to the new Friday 13th film. And it's not ended up being this at all. And it's a proper fucking Jason film. Cause that made me very happy. So if I you're sitting there listening. doing this to like fuck off everybody who thinks they know that they can, like all the fans who think that they possible. can make the best one. And they're but like, Paramount just back tell on... them we're going to do it all oh, at the yeah. beginning again. Make them so mad. Yep. I don't mind doing a prequel, but I need to see Jason. I need to see yeah. some, you know, and he's not going to be in. He was actually a handsome young one. teen whose father backhanded him and he fell downstairs. <laughs> Chilling. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of interesting. Uh, so, yes, you can join us for our other retrospectives. Uh, starting from next week, our Nightmare on Elm Street retrospective will be going. And that's just me and Alexander Chard, who will be chatting over all of the films in Nightmare on Elm Street. We'll also be retackling Freddy vs. Jason. Two churros. Yep, <laughs> just me and churros. The two owls. Um, uh, yeah, that'll start next week, and it'll go on weekly, as this one has been. But you can also listen to our, our topical games and movie news podcast, Geeks, which goes up every single Tuesday night. Just go on to iTunes, type in Geeks, type in Test Light, subscribe. You'll get all that good stuff. Uh, we've got other shows as well that are coming. And you can go to our URL, We Are Tessellate. Uh, we are a production company based out of LA, based out of Tokyo, based out of London. We make movies. We're making our first feature film right now. It's called Starfish. You can also go onto our YouTube see our movies see our music videos and also check out starfish diaries which will keep you up to date on what's happening for the first feature film i've been your host al white you can follow me on all the social medias mr al white justin how can people <coughs> send you uh it's radley. gifts just it's radley it's radley katie watson you can send me a falcon just the falcon yeah physical falcon. i'll know Not i'll know hawk, who it's from i want a falcon I how do they crows. do this well, they they just have to. You just send like you you do like a special arm movement when you send the falcon off, and it will just find me. Okay. Okay. So, so. no Twitter handle, no Instagram handle. No. Excellent. Falcons don't use Twitter. Okay. Yeah. Everyone knows that. Great. I use ravens. <laughs> you would. Don't you. send me ravens. Thank you guys for I joining me help. on this fucking crazy journey of all twelve Jason movies. I appreciate it a lot. I had a lot of fun. Yeah. I hope maybe join me for another one in the future at some point. Yeah. Um, Gone. It Harry has Potter. the death curse. We're all doomed. <laughs> My brain's melting. And you guys, thank you very much for listening. Thank, thank you for watching. You. We appreciate it. And we're out. Geeks. Spooky. Geeks. I mean, geeks. Spooky 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 geeks.